When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back for another episode. This episode should have been the episode last week, but uh, Tommy, what happened? Uh, there was a, uh, we discovered a leak in my hot water heater, um, which is what heats up the water in your house, <laughs> for those who don't know that. Deceptive name, I know. Um, and so we've been dealing with this plumbing agency, and then like, they still haven't really gotten their shit together. Um, they like pun intended. There. Ordered a, a new <laughs> oh. hot water heater, and they like sent it to the wrong place. Mm. And so we're like still dealing with this issue. So lots of fun. So but you still don't have hot water? We have hot water, but there's a leak in it, oh. and so we're I guess we're like tempting fate every time we use hot water. Is so, that in your garage? It's in our utility room. Mm. Some people call it a laundry room. Mm. Mm. What's the worst case scenario? This whole thing like blows up or something? I think that's very unlikely, but yeah, I suppose maybe some kind of like it ruptures and leaks everywhere. Mm. But we have like a pan there and like it's connected to a drainage thing, so ideally it wouldn't. Like it wouldn't leak that fast. But I don't know. It's uh I guess the plumbers didn't seem to think it was like too serious. Like serious enough to replace it, but not like we need to do this, you know, in a timely fashion. Well, mm. The joys of home ownership. Yes, yes. That's Very exciting. True. It's exciting stuff. Before we move on to the topic, a quick update on our friend Bo Brower, official minor leaguer of the Mighty Ducks pot or of the Quack Deck podcast. He has played in five games now. Uh, the most recent game was probably the most eventful. He uh, ran into the goalie. And then got into a fight. Ooh. I've been looking for video of this fight. It is not on the internet, at least not yet. But he fought uh, Derek Shepard from the Florida Everblades uh, hockey fight. I like fights. that name. Let's uh, go ahead and just want to say that. Everblades. Yeah, Florida Everblades. Mm. Yeah. So I try to. Minor league hockey names are the best. Like <laughs> what's what's Bo's team's name? South Carolina Stingrays. Mm. Yeah. I just like how generally they just throw ice in front of everything like it's like ice hawks ice flames ice like it doesn't <laughs> well, make any sense most of the time one of my favorites is in the same division it's the orlando solar bears and they have a polar bear mascot but it's the solar bears why because of the sun and they're in, they're orlando. in orlando okay that's bears they don't have polar bears in orlando <laughs> <laughs> yes but so they have solar bears yeah right so yeah well uh, i'm trying to look at Video, I, was, I went to HockeyFights.com to see what the people had rated the fight and, and who won the fight. No reviews in yet. So we'll, maybe we'll have to get Bo back on to, we to describe what happened. 
uh, give us some anonymous ratings on that. Let us know if you oh, yeah. identified or not. Do, so have you reached out to Bo to try to get the video? I've not. I've not. Because I mean, they've got to have like film or something. That's true. That's true. So this happened, I think, uh, two days ago. So I've not been able to. Uh, I haven't texted him yet, but I'll reach out after I finish this pod, and maybe we'll get it into the show notes by then. So who knows? Elsewhere, Kevin, you uh, about a year ago, the, we've come up on the year anniversary of you buying Kin Token, the cryptocurrency, for three hundred dollars, and we've steadily watched it decline pretty much uh, at an alarming rate since then. <laughs> Do you have an update on where your Kin t- Kin Token stands right now? Uh, so we're down to uh, fourteen dollars <laughs> and three cents right now. Oh wow! Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it, it was a pretty rough like Thanksgiving week. I think is when most of the movement happened. Okay. Well, you always have that one moment when there was a glitch and you thought you were a trillionaire. It happened twice. Oh, yeah. twice. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, uh, one of these days that'll be real. You what know. happens when it gets to zero? I, I don't know. We've talked about this. Yeah. I have no idea. I feel like we ask this every time. <laughs> it's, it's coming up soon. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah. Maybe before the end of the year. Yeah, at the mm. rate we're going, we're about two episodes away. from. Just means it's time to buy more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. get in while the market's What I'm going to do is I'm going to go buy $300 worth of it now, and then it's going to shoot right back up, and I'll make a profit. Oh, that's good. Just sell it when it gets up to $16. Do that's good. I like it. Or right. I could also be without $300. <laughs> Enough chit-chat here. Tommy, what is the topic today? So the uh, the topic today is uh, how did Bombay um, learn some of these cheating tactics that he tried to get the Ducks to do? So, of course, he goes to coach District 5, and after the first game, um, he's basically just coaching them to cheat, take the fall, act hurt, get indignant, which was a good um, opening line. Thank you. Florek. Have you never used that before? I probably have. I'd have to go back. I'm sure I've doubled up on the opening lines. I'd have to go back and check, but I uh, don't really have the time or desire to do that right now. You could now. do some kind of like chart to see all the lines you've used. Yeah. Most popular lines. Yeah, it's it's one of the things on my to-do list for yeah. the pod. It's just way down there, so we'll see. We'll see when what happens with that, but I guess... Stay tuned, and eventually one day I'll put it out there. But back to the topic. So back to the topic, and so kind of just jumping right in. And so kind of setting it up, Gordon, you know, he has his first practice on the ice. Averman's like, we really suck. Like, yes, they really suck. They have their first game against the Hawks, and they do terribly. They're so bad. You know, you know, why the hell won't you listen to me, etc. And so then he right away goes to, well, we're just going to, like, Take the fall. We're going to die. We're going to cheat. Mm-hmm. Grab your eye like it's cut. Then, boom, hit the ice. Why was this his first thing <laughs> to go to? One. Two, where did he learn this? Three, do you think he perhaps learned it at the Hawks? And was that part of their dynasty? So, these are all good questions. I believe we talked about one before, about why he went to it. I think that's just his nature, that he... Uh, was trying to get the quick fix. Quick fix, yes. However, he grew up on the ice. That's true. And so he learned this somewhere. If he thinks this is a quick fix, is that is going to work? Mm, that's a good point. Maybe his dad taught him. Oh, is that how he scored that 
record goals in that year because you kept on grabbing his eye like it was cut. I mean, that might have been the penalty shot that set him up. Maybe he takes a dive on the penalty shot before or before the penalty shot. He takes a dive. The ref calls it quick and he has the penalty shot to win it. Then he hits the post. So it actually backfires on him when he's, I don't know, 10 years old. Quick, uh, contextual question. Okay. Um, how, and this is just coming out of pure pure ignorance, but how often in hockey does something like that happen? Like it happens in the NBA all the time, where like players flop and all this. But yeah, like, yeah, like kind of, I was along the same lines. What is the goal? You get a um, you know, a power play. Yeah, and is that like he only thinks they can win if they're on a power play? Yeah, I think that was the goal to draw penalties for the other team, and then they have the ex- the man advantage. But does that to- happen often? It does. So the NHL has tried to crack down on this by they can award like a flopping penalty basically it's called so. an embellishment there you go i was trying Dude, to put it in kevin's soccer. terms but uh yeah tommy came through but yeah so uh and then once you are sort of on the embellishment list you get less leeway so for you're known as like a flopper mm-hmm. like yeah neymar in soccer or you know whatever they really need this in soccer well i mean you, you you're supposed to get a card if you're uh if you dive how often does that happen uh, I think it's happened more frequently. I mean, maybe every few games that I watch, it happens. I feel like in the NBA, it like, hasn't really worked the way they expected it to. Yeah, and it's just comical watching <laughs> yes. like the NBA flops. Yeah, um, but there's a good, and maybe Mike can Mike can surely can find this video, like NHL video that I guess went viral a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. where in the NHL there was a, a guy who I guess was faking getting like hit or something, and you could hear the the ref very audibly say "fuck you," you're getting an embellishment, <laughs> <laughs> and he kept some like right in the box, and it, it was really good, and uh, you know, so I appreciate the, that kind of language from the referee. Yeah. So going back to the question, so was this a part of the Hawks dynasty? So you look at it, and from what I can tell, uh, there's only one banner in front of Bombay's state semifinal or state finalist banner that the Hawks have. And then there's a bunch of banners, championship banners after that. So this might've been the start of the Hawks dynasty. And it's entirely possible that they did it by sort of flopping and, and sort of being ahead of the game in a sense there. But you also have Gordon Bombay score of 198 goals in like 18 games so would they have even needed that sort of uh backhanded tactic if they had this superstar well i think kind of what what you guys said earlier is was the penalty he won you know because he took a dive or something and was it karma coming back is why he missed it which is essentially kind of fucked up his entire career like Mm. he cheated and it didn't work out i don't know but I can imagine them, you know, so going, for example, like in soccer, you want the referee to see when you're fouled. And so that is why players will embellish, you know, sometimes incredibly over the top. Sometimes they're absolutely faking, which is you no know, horrible. Everyone agrees that it's horrible. Um, and so maybe that was one of, you know, you know, Coach Riley's um, like coaching. It's like, hey, when you get fouled, the ref has to see it. Yeah. And so embellishing the, the call. And, you know, when Charlie, like, he almost got his eye poked out, like, there. And so, grab your eye like it's cut. Maybe that's something they did. It's like, hey, you know, I, I took a hard hit. Yeah, maybe it wasn't to my eye, but I'm going to grab my eye because I we deserve a penalty on this. 
And so maybe that's where it starts is trying to get the call. And then it kind of goes from there. And if Bombay is known for getting a lot of calls his way, maybe players don't like engage him as much. Maybe they're not as rough with him because they know he's going to get the call. And then maybe he scores more because of that. Is there was there a player around that time maybe that was kind of known for this that you can think of? Not off the top of my head, no. There's not there's not any one player that you're like, oh, he is like the master of flopping. Um, I think it was more just a sort of general thing. I think if you talk to hockey fans, they probably pick like the best players that they'll probably be like, Oh yeah, he just flopped or they'll probably say like Crosby or somebody like that, but uh, I don't know if the actual numbers in terms of like penalties he's drawn or embellishment penalties he's gotten actually represents that. Um, we're sort of going into a gray area in terms of how much embellishment is too much. Because I think to a certain extent, I do. I think every coach is like, hey, I mean, I was when I was young, I wasn't that young, but when I was probably 13, 14 years old. And I would get on a breakaway and I like they would be hooking me and stuff, but I try to battle through it and then I didn't get a shot off because they were fucking with me. Come back to the bench, coach says, Hey, next time that happens, just go down. Cause you got the breakaway and they're doing something, like go down. So is so that you're suggesting that your peewee hockey coach taught Gordon Bombay this? I mean, he'd have to be in a time traveler, <laughs> go back twenty years. We've already established there's time traveling in the Mighty Ducks universe based on our Miss McKay and the teacher theory. It was a great theory by me. <laughs> Mike will link to that in the show notes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was. I want to say episode either one twenty seven or one oh seven. Wow! If I pull that off, that would be impressive. But that's just the first numbers that popped into my head. Um, what I was saying is like there's there's definitely that take the fall actor getting indignant. That's obviously too much if you're like trying to go out there and that's your strategy but then there's also the playing hard and then at the opportune moment you pull it out and is that the same sort of uh nefarious tactic and should that be frowned upon i don't think so i think i I, and i think this applies to most every sport i I think there is like a an element of gamesmanship um i mean not to maybe maybe not to the extent of like flopping in basketball, but um, the guy that was always really good at this in, in like my era of watching basketball, and he, he's still playing. But Pau Gasol was he? I, I don't know if a vet taught him, but mm-hmm. like his second year, he started basically yelling every time he got a shot close to the basket because it made it appear as though he was being fouled really hard every time, <laughs> even though all he was doing was yelling. But that was like a gamesmanship yeah, piece break on his part, you know? Yeah. So it kind of started to work. Um, so I do think there are elements of that that don't cross the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, like, beginning to fake injuries and stuff like that, I think that definitely crosses the, that line. Okay. So we go back to, I, I don't know if it's question two. But, like, where did he learn this? Like, was it his dad? Was it his dad who seemed to be a decent guy and a decent coach? Or was it Riley who's trying to build something? And uh, we talked maybe he's recruiting talent or drawing talent in, but this is early in the dynasty. Maybe he doesn't have that talent. Uh, Do we know? Maybe nobody taught him. 
Oh, he just picked it up. Yeah. Maybe he learned early on that if he did this, he would have he would be able to score goals at an astronomical level. Um maybe he maybe he did that all on his own. Well, maybe he picked it up, but it's not like he invented it. Mm-hmm. It's like you watching players just like, "Oh, like like obviously the best he, chance he to score a goal." He perfected it. How about that? Yeah. yeah. He, best chance to score a goal is when we're on the power play, so what do we do to get on the power play? Make, get one of their players in the box. Mm. Do you think he ever sacrificed his own teammates for this like endeavor like he told his buddy to like go take the fall so that he could have a power play that way it doesn't like look like it's him yeah oh yeah i mean that would have to be like a team-wide organization i think you'd have to have the coach like involved systemic, in that uh yeah yeah the- it's like there's guys on the team who are just there to like i'm take I'm, a dive i'm thinking more of like a like a splinter cell from within the team oh. like, you know it's like four guys Special it's like Bombay forces unit. three buddies or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and so like they kind of took turns they're alternating so it's not like hey this guy's got yeah 10 times okay. more. But it's not necessarily a systemic thing from like the coaching level do you think it's like coach you know riley he he knows what's going on but he turns a blind eye so yeah. he's not like hey i had no idea this was going on well, like i think riley is like a, he he wants to win yeah above all else so he sees this thing working so he's not gonna stop it yeah of course yeah i I guess the question is did he start it somehow i'm going with a theory that this is all bombay yeah from a young young age just from knowing riley and his sort of like tough guy persona in d1 i think he just wants to play like hard-nosed hockey win a lot of games score a lot of goals He'd and, be more of like, hey, you fouled them on purpose so they know it, get in their head. Like, yes. know that you're coming for them every yeah. single time. Yeah, mentality. Yes, but yeah, he sort of has to rectify that with wanting to win. So I, I do think Kevin's onto something here where Bombay sort of figures out that, like, if he goes down, then he teaches his line mates and then uh, they get to stay out longer because they're on the power play and then. So everyone sort of does it. And, and Riley knows what's going on, but he's like, hey, we're winning. Why mess up this bad thing? So, so yeah. So I guess Riley is not necessarily clean, but he's not at fault here. Uh, well, you can argue that he's at fault for not correcting it, which is because they're not they're violating like the spirit of the rules. Yeah, that's a good point, especially when you're in pee wee hockey. Like, yeah, it's not like, like do, so. The stakes are super. Going high. back to the the motivation of staying on the ice longer. Uh-huh. Do you think this upsets parents? Like, because their kid isn't getting as much playing time. I mean, it depends on how ruthless you think Riley is for 10-year-old kids. Like, does he have... (laughs) I mean, seems to be pretty ruthless. You would figure they go on the power play, Bombay gets to stay out there for maybe a little longer. But does he have, like, a full two power play units that he picks, like, the five-man units for is... Bombay on both of them? Is he double shifting at that point? I think if you're double shifting kids and doing all kinds of that stuff, parents get mad. But uh, Riley, I feel like, is smart enough where he can sort of split the difference and throw some kids out there every now and then, but still have Bombay sort of the centerpiece, still have his good players the centerpiece, and, and have them get a little more time, but it's not so egregious where people are so... Uh, upset about it the parents notice and are paying attention to it so you can also imagine this is a bit of a this is off topic to an extent Riley being a like um 
he he picks his team very carefully, also yeah. depending on the parents. And instead of like, okay, that that guy's dad is a nightmare. Like I don't I don't want his kid on my yeah. team. And you know, or this kid's parents will play ball. It's like, oh, that kid's parents are rich. You know, he can like provide us like you know with the booster club or whatever. Mm-hmm. So make sure his kid gets some playing time, things like that. Good snacks, exactly. <laughs> Get the good oranges, even when they're out of season. Yeah, I think he can do that once the dynasty can get going. But can he do that early on where he's mm. trying to build this thing? Maybe. I, I, I think know. that's the easier explanation of why he would turn a blind eye. Mm. Is because he is trying to get that rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see this. I can see it all working out. All right. So uh, did we answer the three questions here? Um, I don't remember what the third question was. Were the Hawks like did they build the dynasty on? And I guess uh, we're saying they maybe they they got to the top and then they stayed there, not necessarily by continuing these tactics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they they sort of shifted away from it at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just because they were too good, once, it didn't matter. Well, yeah. Once the dynasty starts rolling, like you have all the talent. Like it's, yeah, you don't have to do this anymore. And so, did Bombay pick the best like cheating techniques, if you will? We, we simply like all we really know is taking the fall. So basically diving mm-hmm. and, you know, the refs obviously picked it up and, and the ducks aren't in district five isn't any good. So they're making it very obvious. And Goldberg is taking a dive while they're shooting at him. <laughs> I guess Bob yeah. didn't explain it very well enough. Uh, yeah. So he could have got more speci- or more sort of a uh, complex with it. I think it's, I think it's sort of the traditional way to go is like, just try to have them rack up penalties by diving. If you want to go hard, uh it's there's obviously checking in this league uh so maybe he tells kids when you see a kid coming turn your back then they get a hitting from behind like you're putting yourself up for injury but if you flatten yourself against the boards he doesn't care he would have told him to do that yeah so that i mean that two and a ten or it's a game misconduct so yeah i think there was Maybe this was the first part of his plan, and then he could sort of graduate them up to more specific tactics. But yeah, that's a that's a yeah, well, decent yeah, start. Like, for like him. think about like fouls you can get away with. So like a basketball, like a moving screen, you can get away with. You know, right? Eighty percent of the time, you can get away with that. Yeah, and it's just like in you know traveling, you know, to an extent. I mean, obviously, you don't you don't think about oh, I'm going to travel in this position. You just <laughs> do it. Um, but those also don't have like like the same level of effect that this does like those are infractions not or i guess maybe that's not the right terminology for it but well what do you think about like um like in football if you were to like fake an injury to slow down an offense Mm. yeah that's like the same thing and that's been done like in college football was it oregon who did it i think against Oregon. that's it yeah yeah Yeah. an assistant coach lost his job over it I guess the opposite sort of cheating technique would be to do a bunch of grabbing and holding and sort of slowing the other team down, which was like basically the reason for an NHL lockout. But I think Bombay's team at that point is not fast enough to even like keep up and make that like sort of be secretive enough to where they have an effect and they don't get a penalty. So I think this was sort of his only play at the beginning was to just take the fall uh, the other i guess other end of that spectrum would have been to like uh, a level of sabotage like, oh you know fuck with opposing teams like skates yeah and things like that um 
then you're like going after like the health of kids that, that he might have seen that as I a could lawyer see Bombay thought, doing i can't mind get away games. with that yeah like bombay doing mind games and i and i don't know if he had one of time like like bang their star players like mom <laughs> oh. i don't know if he would have had enough time <laughs> well i mean like to think that far in advance yeah. and like who like go do scouting you gotta scout like the mom and the kid <laughs> That's an it's an interesting question to add. Like if they had success early on, so maybe they pull off an upset against the Jets or somebody by taking the fall and acting hurt. Maybe he sort of dives further into that, where like he's he is like stealing kids' skates and like rubbing down the the edges. And if if they had won that first game, like the, their first win, would Jesse and Terry's dad have been like? Well, they won. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Because <laughs> he, you know, he says, "What I miss, I uh, miss it on overtime for this. Watch yeah. my kids taking dives." Yeah, but if you win, that's a good. I that I think he eventually comes back and doesn't like it, but he has sort of a uh, he he has some reflection to do because his kids are happy. They won a game. There's a bunch of celebrating. So yeah, there's maybe a whole... he thought the cheating would be a stopgap. Yeah, like let's let's win a game, and then they could see that they can win. Gain some confidence. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's then, like if you uh, like placebo effect or something. Like, oh, here's some, like you, you feel good or something like that. And, well, it's like the same reason every like major college football team plays like a terrible team yeah. in their first yeah. two games of the season. It's like to build that momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really interesting question. Like, what if they won that first game by cheating? I think it. I think it all sort of snowballs. I think, based on what you just said, Tommy, I sort of changed my mind. I think Terry Hall's, or the Hall's dad, he doesn't like it, but then he's like, all right, and then he just sort of like keeps being complicit in it, and then it sort of snowballs into this big thing, and they start winning a lot, and then they're in the playoffs. There's a whole... I can imagine it spilling over to like parts outside of hockey, Oh, where like they're cheating in school, or like... Maybe they're doing some kind of like Gee starts cheating on Connie. <laughs> yeah. Um like doing some kind of like um misdirection thing, like steal candy at the store or whatever, like cause mm-hmm. a distraction, I'll take all this candy. You know? Because like, like something they would have okay. done anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, cheating's okay, you know, as long as like, you know, you win and you don't get caught. I think there there's probably maybe maybe not quite half, but close to half of the players are totally cool with it. Yeah, I think that is a good point. They're sort of predisposed to sort of running some, yeah, running some (laughs) shenanigans. So, yeah, and so I guess what he um, and this is almost like uh like foreshadowing because he has this really unique like coaching style where like they're throwing a football back and forth. Yeah. So maybe he recognizes their imagination, but he just really channels it poorly by trying to cheat Mm. when he should have been like, oh, let's do some fun drills where they Mm. don't think about playing hockey. So here they're you know doing these chants, take the fall, act her, and it's, like, not the traditional hockey training. So it's like, okay, well, their mind's not on it, and, like, you're ready. And, of course, they get their ass kicked. <laughs> so. What, question for you guys. Where do you think, say, you know, Twitter or whatever had been around at the time, where do you think this scandal, like, had it been broken, um, where do you think that would land on, like, the the spectrum of, uh, deflate gate and mm. spy I hate calling everything gate but spy gate <laughs> uh, bounty gate like all that like where where would you slot this in terms of um, egregiousness 
Well, I mean, it's peewee hockey team. It's not like a professional that, league. I think that makes it worse, though. Oh, okay. I mean, we, like from a perspective, you know. Yeah, we do yeah. know that. So we do know Let's Play Hockey covers the Ducks thoroughly. So they'd probably break the story. It's I think it's big in Minnesota. I think it's big in Minnesota. Eventually, maybe goes national, like ESPN or somebody picks it up. About I think this. the team is probably disbanded. Yeah, the team is disbanded. Bombay I, probably goes to prison. I don't know if he goes. No, no, no. Pr- he goes to prison because it's violation of his pr- parole oh. or not parole probation. Yeah, he has to go do these community out- service hours. But how? I don't think that's in his like probation agreement. Well, he's supposed to do community service hours. Now he can't do it. And I can imagine. I mean, he could go do something else. Like, he could go pick up trash. That's true, but I could say, I can imagine the judge or whatever putting in some kind of clause, like, this is what you're doing. And, like, if you had some kind of, like, um, like a morals clause. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. I think there's definitely, like, a morals clause the judge can say, like, hey, you're supposed to be helping these kids, making the community better, and you've only made it worse. The team is gone. Bombay is probably barred from hockey usa hockey yeah, it's for like we're life. not giving you any more community service you can't be near anyone who needs help maybe you're we going need to prison to have the official quack attack lawyer take a oh, oh that's a good that's a good point his take on this yeah maybe we can get him on get him on in a future episode and uh sort of break this down see what our options are in terms of ruining bombay's life <laughs> so yeah this is a, this sort of snowballed into an interesting uh hypothetical and so we're saying that if they beat the Jets, Bombay ends up in prison. Yes. Because it snowballs so much? Because it snowballs and, and the the publication eventually like, investigates. Yeah, they break it. It's a big story. And then, you know, Minnesota feels like they have to react because all the eyes are on them. And then there's a re- overreaction. There'd, there's be, a reaction of, there'd to be a it. lot of pressure on, like... Yeah, the governing body of this league. What if I mean, what if it still got broken even if it didn't continue past that one game? Do you think like do you think that the Ducks lose their title? Do you think like mm. I think they I think they forfeit the game, but they keep the title. But if they forfeit the game, would they have made the playoffs? That's, well, actually, see, I'm not sure the they question. could forfeit the game if it was just like they were diving and the coach told them to. The referees would would be like, "What the fuck happened? How did you guys not call this?" Um, and it would probably be like Bombay suspended indefinitely, yeah. but they're not going to forfeit the 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 game if it was just like the one game because they'd say, "Oh, we're maybe we're suspending everyone until further notice, and we're going to go investigate the tape from everything." And they say, "Okay, well, we can only find evidence of that one game, so maybe they just like scrub it. They don't even." And then Riley coaches the the Goodwill Games. Maybe I think yeah, I think Bombay is suspended. I think the team. Tommy makes some good points here. I think the team keeps everything, but Bombay is suspended for a year or so uh, just for his actions in it. So, yeah, maybe that prevents him. Or he says, I mean, Bombay only coaches the Goodwill Games because he comes back from the minors and the knee injury. So, I mean, now we're talking about a whole butterfly effect if he doesn't have, like, if he's sad, maybe he doesn't do well in the minors, and then he languishes in like some deep, deep minors. And he never comes back to the Ducks, and then Riley coaches the Goodwill Games anyway. So, well, I don't think he goes to the minors if he's suspended because he's like he never really got to fall in love with hockey again. Or are we saying it's found out like after they? I'm saying yeah. the after title. the fact, yeah, oh, after the title. Yeah. And I, if he's in the minors at that point and it comes out, he's like 
Yeah. The, uh, the owners would be like, why don't we're not like taking a chance like a on you? Like, yeah, fans with this would come down on him hard. Well, it's just like Kareem Hunt. Video just came out. It's like, we're not dealing with this shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if there was no video. That's a good point. Yeah. So this is uh, a lot of stuff to do. But to answer your original question, Kevin, I think it is equivalent to Danny Almonte. Like, I, mm. it's that sort of scope where, of like, of course, Danny Almonte was the little league picture, pitcher who, like, they faked his birth certificate. Like 14, he was like 15? 14 or 15 yeah. pitching He's for a 12 year old. A it, foot taller than everybody. Yeah, yeah he's throwing like smoke. 92. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe it's a little less than that because that was, like, a nationally televised event. And that was essentially the, the good, junior Goodwill Games. Yeah. Basically, basically. So I think it's a step below that, actually. So, yeah. All but right. that was, like, that was ESPN. And that yeah. was like all over, you know, talk radio, things like that. So, yeah, I think that's where it lands. All right. A lot of spirited discussion here. You can add your own comments to quackdate.com, contact us or on Twitter. But let's go to the quack question now. If you're unfamiliar, you ask us questions. We pick the best ones, try to answer them, usually answer them pretty well. But who knows with this one? Kevin, what is the quiet question today? Uh, I think this one's on on theme for the most part. All right. Um, uh, it comes from Stephen Estenborski, who's been on a tear lately with these, so keep that up. Yeah. Um, question is, uh, why isn't Wolf the Dentist Stanton, Stanton ever charged with assault and battery for attacking Gordon with his stick? We have video footage. So here's my um, my theory. Okay. The Ducks win, so there's no need to do it. Oh, so just to take a step back. So this is when Stanson slashes Bombay in the knee when they're playing three bar. And Stevie Yanks, as he likes to be called, is asking why Stanson is not assaulted for that. So I think winning plays a factor for that. I think it's happened in like on a hockey rink, like within semi- field of play type deal which doesn't usually lend itself to assault but there are some exceptions there so i think those sort of combine to prevent this okay i'll answer this a couple different ways i a i think he should have been charged b i don't think uh bombay pursued it because then if they win it's kind of like oh they beat iceland without their coach and it's Mm. like not as you know, monumental of a, of a win. So I think that's like mm-hmm. a pride factor for Bombay um, to kind of keep him in the game, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I think he should have been like, that was pretty vicious. Yeah, it was, it was vicious. I think, I think it's on par with the, a couple of weeks ago. There was that kid in the college basketball game that like just walked oh, up yeah. and decked the shit out of that kid. Yeah. I like, I think it's on par with that. And I think that kid should have been arrested. Yeah, or charged. I'll, I don't know if he was. I'll put the video in the show notes. It's not great. It's like not the pretty. kid takes a three pointer and and make. I think he makes it and he's just standing there. And then the other right. guy was who was elbow like, checks him. Yeah, half heartedly closing out, just elbows him in the face. So they banned him from campus, but I don't know if he ever got charged. Yeah, I think part of Stanson getting away is also if they're wearing full equipment then that doesn't really hurt him. Like, that just hits his shin pad. So I think it's tough to sort of... Uh, 
I think for some hockey people, there's like, oh, that's a slash. Like, that's a two-minute penalty. It's not an assault. But he also wasn't wearing equipment. So, uh, but yeah, I think there's just a lot that sort of slides under. Also, not like a televised event uh, per se. It's in the documentaries, but it's not like during a game where he would like slash him in the face or something. I could also imagine if you were to do it before the championship game, like try to draw attention to it, like release to the media or whatever, or like he's, I mean, he's a lawyer, so if like file something, but it would almost invigorate Team Iceland. Yeah. And I feel like Team USA has the momentum after that because Bombay like gets up and they're just like, we got to do this for it's our like coach. Win one for the Gipper. Yeah. And, and if he's like, well, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tattletale on him. And it's like, okay, well, that's not really like the traditional way to win, but I guess we could try it. And so I think it just kind of throws everything into a funk. But, yeah. But I think the question is if Iceland ends up winning and like, you know, this national embarrassment essentially does. Do they release the footage to be like, hey, by the way, this this dentist guy is a piece of shit? I think it's more likely that somebody retaliates. Like they are pretty good at pranks. Like so we've learned in- or, or Portman or somebody like, you know, takes out Stanton. Like kills him, not kills him, <laughs> but you know, like you know, fucks with him some way. Like keys his yeah. car and like slashes his tires. Yeah, bangs his mom. <laughs> All those things, but I think. The handshake line is mighty different after the game than mm-hmm. it was after maybe yeah maybe there are some punches thrown in the handshake line and then there's video of that and then this other video comes out and then it's all a whole discussion topic for sports radio for a few weeks. Well, I have a question to potentially bookend this. Bombay gets over it pretty quickly. Is it because he's used it, used dirty tactics before? Oh, he's like kind of like yeah, just like a head nod. To him, like, like oh nice. yeah, <laughs> I think. And he has like he he was teaching these same ducks to cheat. Yeah. So who is he to say I'm going to go tell the the board about this? I think winning helps that, but yeah, that is an excellent point. I think that is the answer. I think he sort of is just like it's part of the game. But yeah, if he doesn't win, if the USA doesn't win, yeah, I think we talked about whether Bombay learned anything or not, or if he's just sort of faking it. Maybe he's faking it all the way through, and then he's angry at the loss or feels like it was not justified, and then he comes out and either leaks it or, or comes out on the offensive with a lawsuit or something like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good question there. All right. For us, com. Go there. Contact us at QuackAttackPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackAttackPod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us where you think Bombay ends up if the Ducks win that game where they're trying to cheat. Go to the shop, get some Christmas stuff. People love or Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, so celebrating Happy Hanukkah. Get some holiday stuff, I should say. Uh, people love it. People love it. Just give it to them and see what happens. I all I will say they have these new super soft T-shirts mm. uh, that are in the that are in the store, and uh, I have one myself, and it is very soft. It's very comfortable. Wow, super soft. I like this. Just expanding the product line. Go to Amazon for all your non-Quackadack shopping needs. Click through the Amazon link. People have been doing this. Somebody bought like fifty-three dollars worth of stuff the other day. Appreciate that. Someone bought uh, it was a treadmill belt loop. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but 
Thanks for clicking through and buying that through our link. We get a little piece of that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack.